Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Mila Popovich. We're going to be having her on the Ecology Series under the Let's Get Synced. You'll hear her in October and all the very profound things that she is doing. But today, this is a personal show, and it's about her beautiful performance of dance, which is art in itself. And we're going to be talking about maybe how the two merge, um, but also about the freedom, the love, the ignition of heart and soul in her dance, in her performance, in this beautiful art form, and uh, exactly how they do merge, because it isn't, uh, I've got a mute all of a sudden, I hope that isn't a mute on my side, (laughs) Um, but it is about expression it is expression of love and expression of who we are an expression to invite other people and this is what it's about and this is what she does on both sides of her coin so who is she she's the founder of evolving leadership program consulting community uh, community for transformation transformational leadership on the scale of personal excellence, organizational development, systemic innovation, uh, to planetary pathfinding. She also develops um, potential of individuals, businesses, communities for superior performance, um, attuning them to the universal life-supporting principles in conjunction with the emerging social trends to maximize return on conscious contribution. In other words, she does a lot. And uh, (laughs) so this is just one part of it. Now the glasses come off because I don't have to read anything. So I've seen your pictures and we're going to be showing those up through as we go. But I don't think people actually understand that art and business do go together, don't they? And then when you can express yourself in an artistic way, it allows you to express yourself in business. But as this, we're going to we're going to merge in the other what you do and invite people to come back in October to listen more fully on that. But the artistic self, when you look at these pictures, folks, you're going to know she is a work of art in her movement. <laughs> Hello, Mila. Hi, everybody. Hi, Sarah. It's absolute thrill and joy and honor to join this field of friends and community of conscious seekers and conscious finders as well. Mm -hmm. I'm pleased to be here with you to co-create the moment, to play a little bit with something that we have forgotten a long time ago, the art of dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I am absolutely grateful to you, Sarah, for initiating something very unique where you gather us for your convening power for us to come together, share our life stories as every, every perspective is precious and there cannot be totality of truth without all of our and every single one of us participating and our full participation. It's the ingredients of life, right? Exactly. And, and to have the full picture of life and full delight of being, mm-hmm. uh, we all need to participate and we all need to share our precious experiences. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, absolutely love how this great life's design connected us and brought me here and 
enabled you and inspired you and ignited your heart and soul to create this kind of programming to broadcast a particular kind of intention and invitation to people um, to come and join in, 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 in what you are creating is a unique community. It's my absolute joy to be here. Ah, delight, delight to have you. And I think people forget that um, life is about creativity. It is about expression. And, you know, people like to divide and box and separate things and file them away in, uh, in different compartments. And we can have different compartments of life but there should be always a flow between one thing and the other and if we want to address the whole of us um you know the whole of who we are um you know you're not going to go and into a un meeting dancing um but you are going to bring that same spirit into it aren't you and i think this is what's so important in life is what is your expression what is your ingredient that you're sharing your spice of life and how are you sharing it with other people in a way that does ignite them maybe just to, to ignite them into listening to you mm -hmm. that's 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 very poignant what you're saying tracing the fine lines of boundaries that are bendable and breathable boundaries depending on who you're speaking to, the environment that you find, find yourself in, while at the same time having the finest of discernment in what kind of language to speak in the moment so you can access people, not so much for that which you will say, but for that which should be moving within them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a delicate and discrete skill of its own. And I'm still learning, as you can imagine, from situation from to situation. And life is so vast. Yes. So vibrant and so vast that always brings you into new experiences that will make you meet yourself at the limit. And having to push through that, or maybe not push, um, dance through that. Yes. Or find finer and finer ways to show up for yourself authentically in order to be able to show up um, for the world actively and to make that contribution. So totally agree with you. And it's, it's like I said, continual process of refinement, mm -hmm. both on the question of, of discreteness and discernment and finesse, while at the same time, you know, making sure that the inner fires are burning yes. and not diminished by that, uh, by that fear or just, just a perfect proportion between you know subtleties and also unleashing your powers and you know what i have found um and i have traced that both academically and artistically the sort of the way we have defined our subjectivity there was the period of time especially when we were um, socially immersed in clans or tribes or mm -hmm. societies or um, and and there was constantly this notion of unified if you say the lionized grand right. self there mm -hmm. should be typically one grand figure emerges that is the legendary epic leader and then we all think we should be that solid and unified mm -hmm. and as we evolved and as we have been devastated and will most definitely speak of devastations and how we can prospect them for, um, for, for delight of being in creation. Mm -hmm. um, 
as we have civilizationally um, and, and um, as a species evolved into greater powers and greater capacity to self-destroy, yes, <laughs> self-evolve and self-destroy, uh-huh. um, what has happened is that we have experienced World War I, for example, and then you'll see the reflection in art of the fragmented self, mm-hmm. the shock to the human spirit and oh. to the soul. Yes. Um, was so tremendous mm-hmm. that we realized our capacity for massive destruction. That then our rep, both our self-image and self-representation by default ended being cubistic, if you will, um, abstract, but because we were baffled by our own powers that were terrifying us. And now I think we're take, going into the next wave. Mm. We're going into the Actually, next before wave. we go into the next wave, mm-hmm. I want to really hit on this a little more because the next wave is what we're going into. But I think because we've fragmented ourselves so much mm-hmm. in this last century because of wars, it's not, you, you would think after the First World War and the devastation, that why would anybody want to have another war? Yet 20 years later, there we were, even a worse war. And then you would think we've learned from that, the loss, the, the, the disconnect, the fragmentation, the, um, the pain. Now, we all know what it's like when something happens to us that disappoints us or hurts us and how pain can rip us apart. Well, if you've got a war after war after war in one century that is killing so many people and ripping people apart, basically, we have never had time to heal. We've never had time to put ourselves back together. And the answer to pain for so many people, as we see evident, is to lash out and cause Mm -hmm. more pain to someone else. So we seem to be constantly looking for another war, another reason to hurt someone else. But we're not taking any ownership of over our own pain and our own healing, because that's the only way we're actually going to stop all this devastation constantly from happening, is healing of ourselves, our hearts, our spirits, our minds, our souls, because that's what we bring to the table in the form of peace, which is our next wave. But if we don't address the pain now, we're just going to keep on conflicting um, and imposing that pain on, on others. And that is because we avoid it. Yes. And that is because we will not, it is easy to polarize our psyches and our politics to find the threat in somebody to whom we point and say that's the enemy with all the justifications that go with it without then addressing owning our participation in the conflict to whatever extent that is we are participating otherwise we wouldn't be locked in like that and then the next stage we tend to numb Mm -hmm. numb and suppress that rather than like you say address and heal yeah and and one of the greatest greatest healing means is art yes. in many communities here where i reside in denver um in colorado um and it's a very very and increasingly more vibrant um and, and diversified environment cultural environment we go to what we sometimes call poetry churches mm-hmm. where people are invited in an open mic open stage space to come tell stories sing dance speak uh, anything what it is of self-expression and we always say art saves lives yes because you can't fight when you're dancing right in capoeira brazilian capoeira showed us that 
very quickly it becomes into a sensual dance. Even the op opposition and the conflict is actually used, is practiced, like the tension is used and practiced to become the sensual meaning, feeling, co-creative dance exchange. We, we, so see, we, we see a lot of dance. We see a lot of dance that can start off with an angst. You know, uh -huh. um, it, you know, it's it's a dance, you know, of the warrior or the dance of the the frustrated or the dance of, um, you know, wanting to really express. We see this a great deal in kind of the hip hop and other type cultures. But as you said, once you get into the dance, into the form of expression, you can't help but bring the sensuality out. And that's not sexuality. The sensuality is that you're tapping into your senses and you're allowing all of your senses to have an expression to really speak and that dance becomes less to do with the anger and more to do with the tapping in and the expressing those senses out there so whether we see a dance that looks like it's angry or a dance that looks like it's love it's all that beautiful central um, senses coming out in expression that allows people to spend their emotions do you find mm -hmm. that so many people are suppressing the emotions instead of finding an outlet to spend them Exactly. And we are, we tend to be locked in one uh, expressive register as if there's a uni language uh, of, of exchange than then limit at the moment. <laughs> and it's typically one directional. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we qualify these people and so and so those people qualify us. It's, it's, it's us and them, it's dichotomies, it's polarization, it's threat, threats and heroes, enemies and heroes. I mean, in all of that, art has actually ventured into the, the, the psychological landscape to truly explore the, the multifacetedness of every single one of us and the light and dark streaks intertwined, yes. right? That are there meant to be explored and integrated and transmitted creatively forward for the sharing of the wealth and richness of being, the wealth of experience and richness of being. And when you practice that, when you, and it always unavoidably has to start from a particular way of thinking, self-reflection, when you are preoccupied that way, to find, to prospect and bring out all those creative boons from the depth of your being, it's hard to engage another. Yes. And it's hard to engage another in, in, in a hurtful way mm -hmm. because the deeper you go, um, should I say, the deeper you go into the intimacy with yourself, the, the, the more profoundly do you sit there to see what emerges. Um, the more universal being you actually emerge. Right. Because you in yourself trace the impulses and the forces that are everywhere in the world and nothing that is human can be strange to you or foreign to you. And the deeper you go, the wider you can connect and the more universal you emerge, realizing that your profound uniqueness is universally um, extended yeah. and that there are so many beautiful life forms mm -hmm. and and beings yes. that are um, called to do the same. And art does that. Art yeah. calls you back to your own being, even as it reflects a greater social reality or cosmic mm -hmm. um, representation. It always, time and again, calls you back into the depth of your being. And that's its, um, its tremendous, tremendous value. Because how, what is there, uh, what other way is there to truly, truly assess your own needs and aspirations. Yeah.
needs as these fundamental, vital things that need to be met and aspirations that are never ceasing, never ceasing inner flame that always wants to reach higher. Yes. And it, it's impossible. We, we are stretched on that spectrum of being and it's impossible to assess that if you don't go in there with means that are profoundly introspective, that are sensing and, and feeling like you said and activating yeah multiple sense senses at right. the same time it's beingness no isn't it does it yeah it's beingness you know we're, we're, we're as human beings doing we're constantly doing you know uh, we're chasing we're always looking externally for everything um as to appease as as to please us but when we go internal and step into our beingness and we understand the beingness has no borders. It may have some energetic boundaries, but it has no borders. And it is uh, in the beingness of the ignition of the soul, the heart, the spirit, and the mind, in its flow, just like in your dance. When you're in dance, you're in beingness. You are being your all of your senses. You are being your expression. You are being your connection, your universal, your divine connection. And in that you are expressing and also inviting others because through your language of dance, you are igniting something in someone else where they start feeling the movement within them, you know, come alive, switch on. And sometimes perhaps maybe even for the first time, they've lived such rigid mm -hmm. lives of I am doing, I'm a very good doer, but they've never expressed their beingness. Uh, because they've never allowed that light to come on inside of them. So art is an invitation, isn't it? It's Absolutely. an invitation to light and ignite something within you and allow you to step out of expectation and into expression because that's your self-discovery. That's, that's, that's so beautifully um, said, Sarah, that that kind of invitation to the self mm -hmm. and to the world and and into this love play, mm -hmm. love play. Um, that's such a significant thing. And I, I will tell you, I mean, to, to vouchsafe for how I have come to this stage in my life, what's the, what are the pathways that have taken me here and um, in, the, in the continuous becoming, but at this particular moment as we, as we meet and, and we, we meet with our uh, viewers and our, our audience, um, you know, I've known of war, and I've shared that before with you. I come originally from um, former Yugoslavia, mm -hmm. um, which is at the intersection of East and West. Specifically, I come from the region called Montenegro, which used to be a kingdom of its own. And um, as I explained before, I usually see it as a lotus um, mm -hmm. of its own. It's a, it's a tiny country, um, exceptionally beautiful, and we has these deep, muddy historical roots like a lotus flower. And then um, I have experienced uh, civil wars in the former, um, former Yugoslavia, and um, it would be, it is impossible to address that topic right now because yeah. I'm sure we will address that in the in the other um, yes. conversation on the ecology of, of society mm -hmm. because we're talking about the ecology of, of soul yes. and self right now and there will connect them but to go into depth would be a whole other thing so we're through the civil wars and then I immigrated into the into the US by some fantastic and very unusual set of circumstances 
and ended up here in Denver in called beautiful Colorado. So I came from one set of mountains, mm-hmm. the Rocky Mountain uh, mountains here, and um, experienced a continent. I mean, this is this this is not a country. This is an entire continent, mm-hmm. and the vastness of this mm-hmm. landscape literally had 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 my neural pathways burst. Um, <laughs> you know. To, to begin with, from, from, from that, just the intricate infrastructure, the exquisite roads, and everything that, that I could get on in the in a car and for hours drive through this incredible landscape, had tremendous, um, I, I should say, uh, psychosomatic shift, mm-hmm. generated psychosomatic shift. So I was able to to walk forward with this double vision, this kind of a micro perspective at the profound intersection of East and West, and then this vastness of a, of a new democracy. And it's very kind of, um, uh, um, should I say, aggressive mm-hmm. uh, energy exertion in the world in multiple ways, while I also came from Highlanders that were aggressive freedom fighters. So very, very unusual blend mm-hmm. um, that really my academic work, which I, I love learning, um, and every human being loves learning. We're learning beings. It's just yes. the education most of the time is not fit for, mm-hmm. what we're, for what we actually need. So due to the love of learning, but also therapeutically, frankly, I embarked on the course of studies and the graduate studies and in literature, film studies, and then, you know, comparative literature and humanities is this kind of overarching perspective on the civilizational uh, development and history of ideas and, and human accomplishment. So I needed that perspective. I needed to find myself in the academic environment in order to sift through, to make sense out of all of these experiences and sift through all of that. So there's, there's profound trauma, collective trauma that I carried forward here. And then I was privy to something that was a reversal of that. I walked into a society that was highly protected, mm-hmm. highly sanitized, highly ordered, highly regulated, and there were tremendous comforts that came with that. And yet I have seen many, many alienated, um, isolated, suffering human beings. Yes. You know, I'll tell you, I realized that sometimes when there's collective suffering, while it may apparent be apparent how terrible it is, there's profound solidarity that emerges from it. Yes. And to suffer in isolation, alone, alienated, when the whole world looks like it's perfectly fine and you mm-hmm. constantly question yourself, something wrong with me while the rest of the world is perfectly well, um, I think that that's more um, terrifying than anything else. And I, think, I think this is also what's actually having such an enormous effect on the world right now is that there is so much disconnect from self and there's, mm-hmm. we have, we have more, more diseases that have been created through stress and more mm-hmm. people are in stress, de-stress. And so diseases are coming about from it because we don't know how to handle that stress. And I think it's just everybody's on overload, which of course media has a lot to do with the way they sensationalize everything. But, you know, it's also, I think people are kind of like, I, I know I don't want this anymore. And I know that we have to do A, B, and C to move forward, but I'm really feeling rather paralyzed or stressed out about it because I don't know what to do and I feel alone. But then you've got the next person's making the same statement. 
And so why are we not saying it together and saying, well, why don't we together put our heads together and look at de-stressing ourselves? But do you find that such a huge society stressed out but become isolated because of it? Absolutely. And one of the, again, not only has the art been this tremendous way of exploring the self, but the art has been the greatest connective fluid um, and means for communities. Yes. We know that from, from former societies, but even now. So what I have seen, as I mentioned before, in these, in these gatherings in the art communities here in the Santa Fe art district that we have, or all over the city, for example, here, or back well, at my original home, people are converging, people are coming mm -hmm. together around social issues and to self-express. And art has that other function to be the community connector, to the be the, mm -hmm. the, the ether, that ethereal perfect means that, that threads heart to heart yes. and connects heart to heart on a profounder level than anything else. And where I was going with, with the story, because we, I'm kind of correlating my own personal sense of, of, the, of the tragic and of, of collective destruction and relating back to what we said was the um, uh, uh, civilizational stage of fragmentation. And I have equally in my life, on my path, uh, experienced the same thing. So through the arts and through the philosophical pursuit, spiritual, philosophical, and artistic pursuit, um, all of those parts, all of those aspects to myself, I ended up calling to each other into, into a council of being. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's something profound about being able to to approach trauma yes to it not shun it not numb it not medicated not no. overworked not distracted but to sit with it and call it also to the to the table to the, yeah. to the gathering of the self to the council of the self and what emerged is a new vision is there's a turning around of the perspective a transformation of the perspective and of being consequently that i see now was the most beneficial thing that has happened, most integrating and beneficial thing that has happened in my life. And again, to correlate back to society, I am seeing that we have moved to that next stage Yes, where the subjectivity is defined as diversified self, mm -hmm. uh, engaged in continual um, self-creation. Mm -hmm. So that we have now to, to basically unpack that, what I meant by it, that what is seen before is fragmented. I am realizes multiplied the self so radically that it gave me opportunity to have multiple lives in return. Right. And by the same means to authentically recreate the self-identity by playing out, expressing all different aspects of myself. And if you think about it, if you kind of go back to what you were saying about the, the, the modern malaise, if you will, mm -hmm. of isolation, and, and, and you also mentioned, you know, reacting to expectations. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. reactive life. There's a set mm -hmm. of norms that is put forth, and, and they have their own value up until uh, a certain point, yes. you know, some regulation. But 
you mentioned that you said that this expectation it's a reactive life yeah. this is a proactive life right where you go out there explore yourself express yourself offer the gift to the world and share of yourself with the world and in return in return what's given back to you is this really enlivening igniting mm -hmm. reigniting revitalizing sense of multiple self-expressions and as you know and as you pointed out in in this modern condition um we feel that we have to be a particular framework yep. suited up as i say to perform certain profession yes to be behaving certain way to be sexually spiritually socially intellectually emotionally oriented a certain way right. um and instead you know what what ends up happening there's a tremendous oppression to the soul tremendous impoverishing of the being because right. there's tremendous potential that is not being expressed and realized what we tend is you know the consequences the diseases and the and the dysfunctions that we have because it's only expected soul is always i mean the spirit is always greater than the circumstances right. in which Mm -hmm. And then what happens is th there's an internal rebellion that happens because, and then what we end up doing, we keep shuttling, you know, yep. between these provisional landing places and, and, and we, we feel unsettled and yet repeatedly unsettled. Whoops. We have a little freeze here, folks. Stay with us. Hopefully she'll be back and, in a second. And in this area of your life. You run to that, you know, but, but in, an, in an addictive, escaping way, instead of saying, I have multiple lives, I have multiple aspects of myself, and I will use every domain of my life, every stage, if you will, to give of myself so that I can meet multitude of life in return, right. because that's how it expands. It's, it's flowing from one aspect of yourself to the other. You know, we all get to wear many hats. It's like, you know, we, we wear different clothes every day, right? You know, and it's because that particular outfit is either for the, the occasion or it's an expression of how we feel today. When we don the same outfit like a uniform regimented every day and we live our life very regimentally, we don't allow ourselves to step into our other expression. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're conforming. And I think what we're doing right now is bucking against the conform um, requirements and saying, but I'm feeling stifled, I'm feeling repressed, and you can only repress for so long before there's an explosion, um, an ignition of of, of re retaliation. And what we're seeing, I think, right now is a great deal in society, which we'll bring up a lot more in, uh, in the next show, is people wanting a voice and they're wanting mm. to be heard and the thing is you can't be heard if you're not first speaking with self it's know who you are and all your your beautiful aspects of you you're not a one-dimensional person and you're a person that needs to have a core center of truth and being and allow your different expressions of self to be wherever the platform is at that time and this Oh, yes, but I can't. Or what will people think of me? Or, you know, uh, nobody else does that. You know, and we've, got to, we've got to really delete that kind of dialogue, isn't it? And the, we have to 
form a different verbiage with ourselves and saying, you know, why can't you do that? I feel I really wish to do that and I want to follow that. I want to see where it goes. I want to explore me. I want to express me. I want to extend me. And as long as I do it with integrity with self, I will do it without offense towards others. If others cannot receive me in this light, they are unable to see me. Move on. Uh, and keep mm -hmm. moving on until you find someone who sees your light and you see their light. I think we're so busy looking for approval. What will mm -hmm. people think? What's the approval that we deny ourselves who we are and what we're meant to be? And the fact that we are meant to be fluid creatures constantly exploring. Fluid creatures. That's, that's, that's a, such, a, such a powerful expression. Thank you, Sarah. Fluid creatures. If you think of your own being right now, mm -hmm. we move on a scale, on a spectrum of being, physical, vital, and emotional, uh, mental, social, um, spiritual aspiration. So you, you, we operate on an axis of being, on a scale. I like to use the word scale because I would always like to come back to the musical scale so that I can call on harmonizing, right. uh, harmonizing of being along that scale. On another axis, you're socially connected uh, with so many um, that, that it's just baffling how our, especially with these finer ethereal means of, of, of digital age, we have the capacity to really connect even uh, across the broader yes. uh, uh, spectrum. Of, of, of regions and peoples and beliefs and mm -hmm. spaces, I mean, travel and all of that. Um, we are meant to play and dance along the scale. Yes. Along those scales. Yes. And what that, what I'm no <laughs> signifying here is just a powerful, yeah. poignant, painful, but absolutely brilliant human condition of being stretched yes. crucified along the time space mm -hmm. continuum mm -hmm. and that's what art time and again explores that crucifixion that stretch that if i mean if we're speaking in the judeo-christian mm -hmm. context but on in any context we can switch the metaphor to to speak about the same human coordinates of mm -hmm. being Yes, and to realize that we're repeatedly doing that, and and art has the courage to equally engage mm -hmm. immortality, mm -hmm. and total finality. Mm -hmm. Art is a total, this gorgeous, gorgeous dance. Art is the immortal dance with death. Yes. <laughs> and has been since the beginning of time. You know, it doesn't matter how much you want to conform it, restrict it, whatever. It has always been that fluidity that is within us because it is who we are, right? We, we're moving all the time, whether we're moving artistically or in dance or in expression. You know, our hands are moving, our faces are moving, our bodies are moving when we talk. We need to move. You know, whether you're in the sports or in the dance or in the song or in the meeting or in the writing, we're constantly in that fluid movement. And by allowing that fluid movement, we are connecting. We are igniting with our frequency, with the higher energies, with the higher plane. It doesn't matter what your God is. We are divinely connecting and expressing ourselves. And we really do need to find out 
where is our voice? With you, it is with dance. We're going to see some of your beautiful pictures in a moment. Um, yeah. For some people, it's song. For some people, it's writing. For some people, it's speaking. All of it. It doesn't, <laughs> all of it. And the whole thing is, the, just because you do one thing doesn't mean that's the only thing you should do, right? It's how else can you take your dance, your art expression into what else you do in other your life? Arenas. Other arenas. It's not just meant to be, you know, where one compartmentalized. And I think this is, you see time and time again, especially in the artistic forms of sport, you know, like figure skating or this mm -hmm. or that. They have been so regimented in their training. And then they reach a certain peak and it's like, I just can't do this anymore because they lost the connection to the art. And this is that's, something that's, that's so a important. Very powerful point. That's a very powerful point. I just want to connect a couple of things that you mentioned. Um, and that is when you said, I'm, I'm still stuck on fluid. Uh, <laughs> I just, it's just such a beautiful, it created a kind of, it stimulated a, a vision, a visual reaction um, in me when you said that. And I've seen, I've seen a dance in my mind is, is, we dialogically created this moment. So I want to mention this, this idea of, again, this, this, this symptom of running away to different areas uh, in our lives or escaping or, you know, and the, the notion that you brought in of excuses, justifications, explanations, valid reasons, practicality mm -hmm. that st stops us from exploring that so that we are living a continually reactive life. Um, you know, when you realize that that field opens up and that you can be those different things and not just that you can be because it's highly therapeutic, it's highly honoring uh, the nature of our being and our, uh, and our, and our potential, but it's, it's also exceptionally, yeah, exceptionally healing and that furthermore, that you tend to excel more in, weather, in one arena because this other, this other one domain here is nurturing it. And yes. that's what you started with when yeah. you said, when you're walking into UN and to yeah. deliver a speech at a scientific conference or, you know, on, on the policy making mm -hmm. meeting or immobilizing social movements. Right. It is actually, the dancer is still there. Yes, yes. The dance the is in the presentation of your words. It's in the rhythm. It's in the song, right? Because exactly. all you're doing is taking from physical movement to, to the verbal dance. To a different, and, re different register. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's like somebody is going to just deliver something on one note. You know, how are you going to listen to them? You were already asleep before they got to the end of the sentence. But when somebody speaks in a rhythm and in a dance and an expression and in a passion, you know, somebody starts feeling the vibe, feeling the groove, feeling the frequency, <laughs> and they're getting into this. And now they're engaged and they're truly hearing and it's ignited with their rhythm. That's the invitation mm -hmm. is taking that rhythm of life into everything you do and and let us let us remember um a couple of things on the universal level on that on the macro perspective uh nothing in the universe is still no. everything, <laughs> vibrates. No. everything vibrates so mm. you mentioned life is movement yes but also think about how we should be healing more yeah. movement is life by more movement that's on the macro scale we have to be scientifically conscious that life flows and it's fluid yes and it has to yes. flow and yes. then we have to think where conceptually 
culturally, uh, personally, we are stifled or uh, when we're not flowing, but all of, all of the channels are not open enough. And the second, second thing that we have to remember that I always say to people when I teach dance, because I will get all these justifications, explanations. I don't have a rhythm. I don't have this. I said, if you have a body. Yes. Yes. You haven't just yes. discovered it yet. That's all. You've been contained. What the medium and yeah. what the form is going to yes. be like. That's right. different. You have a yes. body. Mm -hmm. a dancer. And I want people to claim that. And I want to address something. You know, you, you mentioned something super, super powerful. This, um, there is something absolutely admirable about discipline and mm -hmm. people coming to their particular form and skill with discipline learning and execution and all of that. But you're saying something very profound, um, you know, that, that, that that's acrobatics. Yes. Can slip easily into acrobatics, not necessarily refined Expression art, of art, which yes. Which is necessitating mm -hmm. Fluidity of expression, yes. which necessitates certain um, feeling, vulnerability to not know, even as you are master and expert right. at something. So that's why, particularly in saying dance, yes, or in, in other performing art forms, mm -hmm. they say you get to improvise only when you've already mastered everything. So you right. let go of the learning. You apply all right. of your learning and let go of your learning yes. to be able to jump into the flow of I, the art of your choice and let it speak back to you as you were trying to speak to it, learning to speak to it through your baby steps of, of right. mastering the form. I call so that I the knowingness. And uh, the knowingness is that you have the knowledge, but how to use that knowledge is wisdom. And that comes in the form of knowingness. And that's, knowingness is something that speaks to your soul that ignites in your heart that speaks to your spirit and action and your mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it and in that knowingness the wisdom of the knowledge is when you are truly immersed in the art of what you do the passion i know this i i must do this this is the passion and the expression of what i need to do in this now and the knowledge of the technique of how you did it is already there. It's already embedded in the mind, but the divine wisdom of that knowingness extracts the knowledge that is needed to know in that moment and gives you the tools in order to express the wisdom. Because when you look at dance, when you look at performers, I'm a great big follower of performance shows, of songs, of dance, and the world of dance right now is absolutely amazing. And there are a couple of young kids that are choreographing their own and they they've got the highest score 100 percent and their expression and it's because actually they're not formally taught they have allowed themselves to express and you you are your breath literally is taken away by their expression they're two young people they're driven they're driven by the dance and they don't even know how good they are and that's the difference you can have people out there that are mechanically good Everything was perfect, but where was the connection? And then you have other people come out with that connection, their guts, their soul, their passion, and everything that they are is laid out on the ground and it takes your breath away. And you look at it and go, 
I felt that. And I think this is one of the things that's missing in society today. We've forgotten how to feel. We're so stuck again in that pain, in that disconnect. Where do I belong? What do I stand for? What's my meaningful purpose in life? What's my dance? What's my rhythm? They've so disconnected, they've forgotten that first to connect to that, you've got to be allowing yourself to feel. You can't dance in your truth. You can't sing in your truth. You can't do anything in your truth until you're willing to feel your truth because then that is your knowingness and your wisdom that will use your knowledge to express yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's tremendous what you were saying. Um, let me feel with you <laughs> for a moment because I have so much to say. And at the same time, I want to honor uh, what you just opened up, what you just kind of with the with the magic touch, just uh, um, you know, I think that try the greatest issue is disconnect, mm -hmm. disconnect from feeling, disconnect from different parts of you, mm -hmm. uh, disconnect from authentic desire as opposed to mm -hmm. um, you know fulfilling an expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, when we can, when, when we, when we are in discomfort, mm -hmm. personal and collective, if we can feel that discomfort is this kind of unmooring, uh, you're thrown off your basis, right? You're unmoored, you're uncorked, you are, um, disjointed. Uh, if you can feel, and it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a total mastery. Yes. It's all self-mastery that only one can do for the whole lifetime. But nonetheless, once you know, yes. you cannot unknow. Once we have shared, you and I, once we have shared yes. this with people, they cannot say, I know, I don't know. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nor can we. Yep. Nor can we. Ignorance is futile. Um, yes. <laughs> so when you feel that unmooring, yes. Yes. When you're thrown off the balance and you're losing your footing in life, if, mm -hmm. if, if there's one part in you, as is the smidge of light as that little ember at the core of your being, the little firefly that there nothing else is left, but that much that, that carries the breath involuntarily. If you can just consciously remember now the membrane has begun gotten bigger for you to move. And though it feels terrifying that you may fall flat, uh, there's more space so that we can, speak to our pain not disconnect from it so that we can listen to what the message is telling us about the actual yeah. source uh psycho emotional source of our discomfort so that we can go there and their message is to be heard and then the next level would be or the deeper level or the higher level wider level would be uh not only heal so as to do away with it sooner when you go through that fine burning fine uh, stewing process, the alchemical process of, of like um, larvae, eating your own insides in that yes. cocoon. When you go through that, you actually look back and you say, I should have stayed there longer. I could have, I could have like a, like a spider, you know, woven that silken thread yes. out of my core a little bit longer because the next level is that the discomfort 
becomes your expansive field of exploration because you're touching, you're, 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 you're kind of going around this unknown or devastating or whatever it is. And the next level is that you understand that those are the depths yes. uh, of, of creative sourcing. That's where the messages are. That's where the next outrage, yes. social outrage is. That's where the next scream is. That's where the next kick is. Mm. I mean, the, the, the life quickening in you happens in these spaces, womb-like dark spaces. Yes. And if, yes. if you can, in, in the personal disasters, remember only that much, that will carry you through yeah. a long way forward. And as you were saying, you know, an artist, a master, I think it was, it was Picasso who said, um, you know, uh, 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 learn rules like a master in order to break them like an artist. Continuing our discussion of, or mentioning improvisation and, and then we all improvise in life. We're kind of <laughs> dancing. My daughter's all art will improvising here. It's exactly. the expression of her dance, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, you, you, again, just like in a relationship with pain or on, on, on the entire emotional spectrum as well, like with anything, the relationship to one's art, the relationship to one's skill of any kind is initially that to master. Yes. Right. And that's the level of impressing. Right. Yes. Yes. You go out there to prove yourself, mm. to impress others, to get validated, to do this. And that's what you were referring to. Yeah. But the artist is a very, very humble, vulnerable, raw mm. being that has learned everything only to Socratically say, now I know that I know nothing. But that's the that's beauty, though. But that's the beauty, though, is that... And that's when I, you show up to inspire. Right. But the knowingness that I know in the now is all I need to know. But it shows me what I don't need, or what I don't know for tomorrow. You know, that's the whole point. In a, here on Self-Discovery Radio TV, I've interviewed so many people who have, quote, given birth to themselves. They've gone through the whole nine-month gestation or longer of pain, of releasing, of morning sickness, you name it, breast and hicks. They've gone through the whole thing and then the pain of giving birth to themselves. But now it is they are in truth of who they are their meaningful purpose, their calling. And then every single one of them said, I will go through all of that pain again to become who I am now. Because finally they're in the freedom of their truth, of their expression. They're not looking for validation or approval anymore. They're not looking for someone else to justify them. They are. And in their I am and their perfection and imperfection of who they are, they can now join the we are the orchestra of life that plays the beautiful symphony that is the invitation. But we can't be a we are until we are an I am. And we have to be willing to take through that journey and set ourselves free in whatever form of art creation we are. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm not artistic. How do you know what you are and what you're not if you have not explored? My art is interviewing, right? This is my art, this is my meaningful purpose so many other people have got other forms of expression don't look for what will people think i want to have you back on the show actually with two other people belisa uh, belicia belisamo and uh, barbara chapois and each one of them uh, speak to dance 
in a totally different form. Baba Shobha, it's all about uh, the flow the of life, F-L-O-V-E, um, no L, flow of life, yeah, I can't remember. But it's about constantly, um, almost a distortion of body movement and mm. expressing yourself everywhere in the moment as to what the moment speaks to you. And uh, um, uh, Bessa actually has a clinic right around the corner from me, which I discovered the other day. And it's about taking people who don't know how to express and having them just listen to the music and, and just letting their bodies go, letting their bodies take them and show them who they are and not think about, well, how should I do this? But allowing the beat and the rhythm of life to set them free and become their dance. It's not about how beautiful you dance. It's about the expression of your own dance. So it's so, that will make a very interesting show with all three of you. But, <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, and that's that's what it is. And and every stage is necessary. Yes. You know, yes. The, stra the stage where you like a like a child want to be at that school stage and 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 do get your approval. We are social beings. Yes. We are. Do you like me? Right. We're bonded. We're bound, right. and our yes. identities are bound to each other, and that's great. Um, you know, but that's the stage when you when you know you you tend to master a certain form to perfection you try yeah. your best and you know you you come to a certain level of, of skills of expression that are impressive absolutely and everywhere along all around the world you see people that are absolutely admired for their discipline as they should right. be but like i said an uh, an artist is the one that is realized you know through learning everything that they now know finally now they know nothing right <laughs> that these are the people that don't that are not there to impress no they're there to, to express yes mm -hmm. to inspire yes and the difference being you know to impress is to impart on another right. and seek, uh, seek that response back in validating you to inspire is actually like you said initially it's an invitation it's an yes. invitation to the very being of yes. the person that is in the audience so that when they leave something moves something is quickened yeah. inside something yeah. their own life is calling their yes. own soul is yes. is saying see <laughs> see i've been telling you this right. all along they they not only have something new stirring they have all the old things yes. speaking at the same time that we have internally neglected and and then they said then if you do you really do a good job yeah. <laughs> of inspiring they walk away and say and then they'll ask how do i want to live now you've ignited their breath yeah you know, so many people go around without, without realizing they're holding their breath when you take the deep breath in let it go you suddenly become connected to breath and you realize that breath is flow you can't hold your breath and live you have to breathe you have to allow that movement by igniting that breath through inspiration people become conscious of that breath <clears throat> and through that consciousness you now can start discovering who they really are <clears throat> would you agree that um i i guess i would like to what we are trying to convey together i think what we are saying that 
not only it's not in spite of things that happen to you that you become an right. artist yeah it is exactly i mean we spoke personal and collective issues and historical mm -hmm. issues i mean it is exactly because of those things mm -hmm. that they become the very material yes. the prima materia the, the yeah. soul matter <laughs> out of which you weave your thread and then so that's one thing it is because of everything that you have the richness of being yes. and knowing that you become an artist. And in return, every single one of you, this is what we are saying, every single one of us and one of you is already a creator yep. by the sheer effect of in-breath and out-breath. You are a living organism. You're an entire microcosm in motion. Right. It's just a matter of consciously coming back to yourself to exercise those powers, to exercise um, um, impulses, to exercise those nudges in the, from the dream world mm -hmm. um, that, are, that are your own callings to your own being. So I think what you and I are saying um, to, to your precious audience and to anybody that is converged into this space because they were pulled by some kind of calling to listen to us, that you know if you have an artist in front of you and these artists in front of you right now we're just here to testify yeah to the fact that you are right. that you are it's just a matter of activation and yes. and 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 that ignition that you spoke at the beginning um how can i how can i how can i and sarah how can we um serve your dream how can we activate your 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 art how can we be of service and do let us know i guess there's always a way to give us feedback what can we offer from our life experience and from the moment that we share as friends and co-creators right now to you to offer right. to activate and ignite that so like i said sometimes when there's nothing else that you're for but a little amber mm -hmm. you give it your breath to to revive it so that you follow that little firefly and sometimes yes. in loneliness and isolation or doubt or or demise and and you become the flame you follow the firefly and become the flame because flame is your nature you are a primal element burning uh it's just a matter of conscious choice that is choose yourself We're, we are all four elements uh, there's generally a key one that is our key whether fire water air um, or water Earth. Uh, uh, thank you. I'm air. I couldn't be anything but flapping in the wind. You know, air is so very important to me. And that's the thing you, you when you acknowledge which is your key one, that doesn't mean you, it's your only one. The thing is to find the balance within the others Absolutely. to bring them up into, into the equation, um, which is really, really important. What I would love to do now is show our audience some of your pictures yeah. of your dance. So people and I will, yeah. And I will connect our conversation uh, to, I'll start from a, from a scary perspective, and I'll explain why, um, speaking with you on a couple of issues. Like you mentioned, the elements and balance of elements engaging all of yourself and all of elemental forces. But the reason I think you have, you know, titled your series um, by using the word ignition, mm -hmm. and I use repeatedly the word the fire in this inner, mm -hmm. inner temple and the flame, is, is I'm inviting all of us to think for a second that fire is the element is the only element that purifies and transforms and has the capacity to change states of others right 
So we can I all think become that, the phoenix. <laughs> that's the power to become yeah. the phoenix or being burned to ashes for yes. sure. But or purify, mm -hmm. you know, this is what, how we cook our food. This right. is how, you know, fire it's in the belly is fire in the soul. Mm -hmm. Fire we use as a metaphor as that element in the self, as the burning and the yes. light of, of the spirit the that passion. it has the capacity to mm -hmm. transmute mm -hmm. um, everything else and to also carry us through the transmutation through different life stages. Right. So in order to connect us to um, my life, my modes of expressions, my modalities of being, and also to address a, a problem um, in the society that you mentioned, we, we come up with so many excuses, justifications, mm -hmm. not to follow through fully with who we are, how we are, who we love, where we go, what kind of things we practice. Sometimes they sound so practical mm -hmm. and so reasonable and so right, yeah. but only at this level of being, not right. on the rest of the scale. Mm -hmm. And what I've done with a group of fellow artists, we um, created a production about the ancient goddess Kali. And she is this fierce um, aspect of the mother, the fire spitting, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, bloody gory birth like because birth is a violent yes. event yes <laughs> anybody who's had one knows <laughs> it's a she kali the indian goddess kali is that aspect of the great birther the great mother the great giver the greater grace it's that tough love it's that tigress mama that, that force, that creative force that grabs us by our neck like Tigress Mama carries her cub and says, nope, you cannot go there. You have to learn this or go there. I'm protecting you or I'm sending you through into the world to do your own hunt for, towards yourself. So she's this powerful, powerful uh, creative force that is the exact destroyer of those egoic excuses, justifications, rationalizations of everything but being fully and more of you right immersed so in I'm you going to, yeah i'm going to show you some images of expressing that we have kind of reinvented the myth of kali mm -hmm. for the 21st century and i looked like this amorphous um uh, a being staying somewhat true to the indian representation but actually pitching it into something really scary um, as we have followed today the pattern of discussing trauma and, and mm -hmm. prospecting that for creative process and lives are from birth on in so many ways traumatic yes. and in so many ways most delightful and joyful. So I am going to show you to start from, from Kali and then I'm going to show you a series of pictures from different art expressions and then I can come back where I can talk yes. about them yes. briefly to explain mm -hmm. um, why even, so even as my life is academic and artistic and activist and all the other relations and everything, mm -hmm. what I've realized, even when I'm in one of those domains, even that domain multiplies. Yes. So even in the academic world, I have multiple functions and mm -hmm. associations. And in the art world, I just could not, I could not, contain myself yeah. and and when I ventured out I was absolutely fascinated 
by Middle Eastern dance, which mm -hmm. is known to us as belly dance by mm -hmm. some strange exoticizing and kind of vulgarization of the roots right. of it. Because in Arabic, Raks al-Sharki literally means the dance of the people, folk dance of the dance of the East. And it's deep, deep, deep roots in women's ancient knowledge. Mm -hmm. So there's something profoundly mystical for me in that dance, initiatory in that dance that goes be in the undulations, in the unique expression of femininity that came with it. And then I was also equally, equally passionately drawn to flamenco, right. which is the mixed art again, you know, from yes. India and from Eastern yeah. Europe and from South of Spain and from Sephardic Jewish tradition to Arabic tradition. There was, I was profoundly drawn to the place where flamenco emerged, which is the South of Spain, because that at one point historically was a place of tremendous coexistence Mm -hmm. and conviviality between Christians and Jews and Muslims and all races, dark Moors, you know, Arabic Africans and um, uh, Western uh, um, and Norwegian, you know, strands and all of these trends together mixed with the Roma or the Gypsy mm -hmm. who has their pathway from Rajasthan. So the amalgamation was absolutely mind-blowing heart expanding yeah. and, and, and soul bursting yes and there's expression in that dance that is unique because people celebrate spirit people celebrate cer cer uh, celebrate women's character mm -hmm. they don't celebrate prettiness they want your power absolutely and because of that power only grows with your age they admire right aging women women yes. with their face is wrinkled up yes. because they say, oh, right. you walk the earth long yes. enough and your wrinkles have stories to tell. And they say, ah, they, they bow see, to that they ancient. see the wisdom there, right? That's the exactly. thing, right? Mm -hmm. So they love the spirit. They right. speak of Wende, the spirit yes. of person, the unique mm -hmm. frequency of the person or the movement or the dance or the age mm -hmm. as well. I was blown away by this interplay of the undulating uh, profoundly mystical in this powerful self-assertion in the midst of the field of life saying, come what may. Right. Right. Your demise, I can turn you into a dance. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I have um, I've ventured into experimental theater. Um, also going back to some ancient myths and, and replaying them in unique uh, modern ways uh, to address the issues of, of the day and the multi-temporality that we live in. And also really wanted to um, free myself from, from all other forms at times to play like you were mentioning of, of the other guests and the friends of, mm -hmm. to really uh, uh, um, play with time and space in the yes. moment and let them play you in return. Yeah. And that, that has been a fascinating process. And it started from you know, after many, many years of performing and speaking about performance and teaching performance and, 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 and dance, um, my own children came back. My son, Luca, and my daughter, Mina, uh, who are teenagers now, all, all grown and their own, uh, came back to me and they saw something that I wasn't able to see. Mm -hmm. And my son one time said to me, you know, it's time to start doing art irresponsibly. Ah, lovely. What he meant by that is that you are still 
performing. Right. Because I want to see you locked up in the room. Yeah. And by yourself doing anything you want right. for you. Because right. I slipped into a performer's life. That's, that's a, you know, yeah. You rolled they, into it, you tried to earn yes. it. Yes. But then you get stuck in it. Yes. And they've uncorked me, my own creation speaking back right. to me. Right. My children reminding me, stop. Right. And that's they're reminding that's, you why you were doing it in the first place. Right? The connection. What I'm going to do now, I am going to share the photos and tell you from which you know, domain that is. I would love to see if I can find the representation of the Kali, the destroyer of excuses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is something we need right now, most certainly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to share the screen and bear with me for just a second, if you don't mind. And as you can see, the, the <laughs> meaningfully so for our discussion today, the group was called Transition Theater and still performing. I'm one of the founding members and have been a choreographer and performer there. And we were recreating the Kali myth. And believe it or not, um, she's non, known as the blood spilling, um, mm -hmm. ridiculing your, all, of, all of yours and ours excuses to be less than what we were made to be. Right. And if you can believe that face right there is me. <laughs> 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 That's some good makeup. <laughs> so I am going to go backward a little bit. You're going to find some pictures mixed. And I think it's really good to have them mixed so you can see the different faces of you, I should say. Because this is just in the dance world, what I have been. Um, but um, there's endless, endless potential here. I'm just going to go through this. This is from Middle Eastern dance that I've performed at a benefit for uh, peacemakers in Israel and Palestine. There's always a profound story behind every all of these. They're ne never su superficial or superfluous. There's always a deep story behind this. And what you see here is a very gypsy move right. in Middle East. Um, and dear friends around me, there's nothing like the life shared well with other artists. Yeah. So this is another part of my life. I'm a activist or I should say artivist mm -hmm. and there's a big social like movement called <laughs> there's a big social movement started in California by a remarkable um, uh, poet Mar uh, Michael Rothenberg called 100,000 poets for change mm -hmm. this is a global event taking place in more than 600 cities all over the world at the end of September simultaneously Wonderful. and people are coming together sometimes for a whole week at art events for social change mm. the one from um, when we have created it last time as you can see in 2015 was called if psychic bloodline so um following the bloodlines the psychic bloodlines of our interconnectedness of all humanity and the interconnectedness of our whole being the image you see here is, as you can see, a gentleman, an older gentleman sleeping on the bench, and it looks like the spirit of his child is running around in the, in the foothills of a, an ancient Banyan Indian-looking tree. Beautiful. And this picture, speaking of bloodlines, is the photo artwork of my own brother, Dr. Wow. Sasha Popovich. So there's many stories behind. Mm -hmm. This is in my Middle Eastern community performing at a wedding, a very special wedding. I'm very honored when I'm invited to, to perform because they trust me. I am not by direct bloodline Middle Eastern, right. but they trust that I know their culture enough mm -hmm. to bring me to the most important initiatory events um, in their community. 
This is part of the Kali production, one of the photo shoots, as you will see. And there she is again. This is me at poetry reading. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm only speaking and speaking in tongues, if you will. This is again uh, from, from Kali production, theater production. It was multimedia theater production. And you see like three goddesses, these exceptional mm -hmm. classical Indian singers in the midst of the modern production. And this is my partner here um, on the stage, a remarkable dancer, Alfred Smith, uh, with whom I've cr created a universe here because we are Shiva and Shakti. <laughs> we are an atom universal yes. atom splitting afterwards and this is you know very powerful image i think of feminine statue in front of um, a very powerful place in denver um capital mm -hmm. where the legal powers are in force and there was a particular festival there which i thought was powerful powerful integration of different domains yes this is more of the middle eastern dance this is poetry reading where you see me barefoot and waving my arms with incredible friends and musicians in the community. Again, more theater. This was a profound experiment working with electricity and like Nikola Tesla did, a scientist and innovator from my part of the world and golden wings of Isis from Egyptian initiatory practices. And we had this modern production playing with electricity media projection and different props in an um, abstract dance that we've done. This is more of an iconic looking um, Kali. This is me doing a complete improvisation dance with a red thread. I think there's a thread line here of psychic bloodlines through all of this. You're right, yes. <laughs> we, this piece was called Initiation and it was done with Transition Theater. Um, it was it, just an incredible experience for me because everything was on the raw in the moment, mm. as you will see. And this was working with Vail and that initiation project as well. And um, this is one of my uh, um, scariest. <laughs> when I look at this, I remind myself, this too is within me. Mm. Yes. <laughs> as I hope yes. you are remembering what else is within you and um, that you can think what you can bring in representation. This is flamenco, mm -hmm. uh, the great love. You know, you can see the power in movement. Uh, this is incredible. My longtime teacher, Maestro Rene Heredia, who is a legend in the flamenco world and who is being uh, performing here, the guitarist. Um, and they're more from flamenco where you can see uh, the expression, facial expression in the moment is tragic and deep and unrelenting and, and not shying away from coming across with truth of your being. Again, reading at that event. And that's, that's my show for today, just to give you mm -hmm. a sample, samples from life force flowing yes. through me allowing all it takes sometimes for you yes. is to say yes to it yeah. i will open i still don't know how mm -hmm. i don't know the means but life opens up and brings you sarah into your life mm -hmm. brings you marvelous friends brings you yes. self-discovery radio and bit by bit pathways and channels are opening and you feel lifted your gift 
connected with source forces and resources and friends to co-create with and and we need you we, we need, need your gifts we need all of your gifts um, the thing is is i think a lot of the time i go back to the word two words permission allow uh, we don't give ourselves permission. We don't allow ourselves to express. It still goes back to that society's conformity. And, um, you know, please understand that that was a hat that was very necessary at a particular time in history. But we are in a time now where our self-expression of love, it must come from a center of love. How can you express love if you don't feel the love for you mm. for who you are for what you represent for what for your, your contribution is for your beingness right be the love you seek you will exude that love you will invite that same love and that love will resonate out we need people to switch the channel and less into the the humanoid the droid the sheeple following blindly and more into taking ownership of their own lives by saying i'm going to allow myself to be who i am and in my self-discovery i am going to explore what my meaningful purpose is what's my contribution and i'm going to do it from a place of love and if we don't step into love and kindness as our core as our fire as our ignition then we're not going to follow the road that is going to bring about the peace or bring about the connection because everything stems into that love, isn't it? Everything comes exactly. from love. You know, I just had to round off this marvelous gathering of the hearts and minds. Um, I just thought of a little poem um, that would be most appropriate to be like the last words. And um, I would like to bring that to you. Before you do that, now before you do that, just because I'd like to finish off with it because it would be a nice tone, but would you let everybody know how they get hold of you? You can definitely go on to milapopovic.com, which is M-I-L-A-P-O-P-O-V-I-C-H.com. You'll be able to see my profile there, people I work with, and more is coming. And uh, you will find my email address as well as my phone number because I do also... Um, individual consultations. I work with organizations as a coach, trainer, facilitator, motivator in different guises. I um, and in different costumes. I perform in different fields, and I am eager to basically um, support your potential to grow and develop. And absolutely rooting for Sarah's initiative and Sarah's work and Self Discovery Radio. I think it's an exceptional resource that we should uh, go to and uh, we can always converge here. So this was an impromptu uh, thing that came up in our conversation because I got really inspired and realized that I there was a little poem that I wanted to share with you because we've been speaking mostly about um, life in general, uh, great <coughs> historical times, powerful historical times, as well as dance and movement. But I wanted to gift you uh, with a poem that would be about you and I and us. <laughs> with a hungry heart and bare feet, I found our life as great as our capacity to feel, dance, is our birthright. In the quickening of such grace, I dared to bear the soul. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Sarah, for having me and for con con convening all of us.
been my pleasure and anyone who's listening it's their pleasure too and folks she is uh, back here in October with the Let's Get Sync series under Eco Solution talking about the change of emotional climate for climate change and we will be uh, going far more in depth and actually how the arts also uh, can bring about those changes and the emotional change so please you will see the link here on her page and look out for it under the lecture let's get sync series thank you so much mila this has been divine thank you. Thank you. and until next time folks bye for now for more wonderful shows like this please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com podcasts and see our lineup and if you wish to support us we have a funded button please stay tuned for our next show